Welcome to Catherine Biroy Show. Today, I'm very happy because someone who is very, very dear to my heart is here with me. Jennifer Drago is an award-winning strategist and business coach. She helps corporations, small business owners, consultants, and coaches develop and implement a laser-focused vision and strategy so they can earn more and amplify their impact. Jennifer, I'm so happy to have you here with me today. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here too. And and the feelings are mutual. I love I love working with you on any in any way I can. Thank you so much. I I adore your energy. You're just pure light, and I'm I'm amazed. I was on your workshop. I really loved what you de- de- delivered there, and I would like people to know exactly what you do because I think we need a lot more people like you, especially in the corporate space. And would you like to share a little bit about your story first? before we dive in into the specifics. Sure, you bet. So I recently left the corporate world after a 30-year career where I worked mostly in nonprofits, um, both in the healthcare space and the senior living space. And I had this opportunity to work on the strategy and planning side, which really was facilitating strategic planning, looking at new business opportunities, doing feasibility analyses about those opportunities, and then helping to put those plans into action. And um, I just really love that work. But then I also had a chance at one point in my career to go into the operational space. So Mm -hmm. really to put my money where my mouth was like, okay, you planned these programs now go operate them. (laughs) And um, so, so it's um, great because now as a consultant, what I do is I work with organizations on charting a course, you know, helping them figure out what their vision is and then charting a course. But then I can also do operational assessments and recommendations to help them really get there, execute on their plans, but then um, have a sustainable business. And so that's often where my consulting um, uh, groups go, right? We start with a strategy, and but then we quickly switch into operational optimization because there's so many opportunities, especially in today's economy, uh, to, to do things better, to streamline and to work smarter, not harder. I like that, especially the last part. <laughs> let's work smarter. Mm-hmm. Not smarter. Uh, let's yes. let's dive deeper uh, deeper in this. How do you help business leaders uh, when they actually want to grow their businesses? Well, the first thing that I try to do is to understand uh, what that vision is. And uh, because you've been through my workshop as a business leader, you know that that's the first step in the process that I lead. It's a vision-directed goals process. Mm-hmm. And um, articulating that vision often is something that um, many leaders haven't taken the time to do. Mm-hmm. And I ask a series of questions in about 10 different categories that help them think, okay, where am I taking this business over the next three to five years? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, what will my competitive environment look like? What are my products going to look like? How am I going to acquire Um, customers? Is it going to be different in the future? Mm -hmm. Do I need to improve my profit margins? Do I need to look at new suppliers? You know, really Mm -hmm. analyze what that business will look like three years from now, because Mm -hmm. then if we know where we're headed, Mm -hmm. we can chart the roadmap, right? We can craft our course Mm -hmm. uh, to get there Mm -hmm. and create very specific goals that move us toward that vision in each annual period. 
So that's how I always start with a business that's looking to grow in particular. We first have to just articulate what that growth looks like. Mm -hmm. We need to know where we want to go if we want to get there, right? hundred percent. I mean, would you take a road trip? and not know where you're headed. I guess some of the adventurous people would. I certainly would. I'm not one of those. <laughs> no. no. Why? We'd, we'd want to have snacks. We'd want to have the right clothes. We'd want to take enough clothes for wherever we were headed. We'd want to have hotels planned if it was a super long trip. We'd want to have our car gassed up and have the appropriate maintenance done, right? We'd have to prepare to, to go on our road trip. So you absolutely have to know where you're headed. And and I have to share just my experience. It was it was only a workshop, and there was an exercise when we talked about our goals in in terms of one year, two years, three years, and actually everything got clarified. Like I'm now in the process of scaling and hiring agencies to do several things for me, and the goals which I set on your workshops are the goals which I'm actually sharing with them. So what exactly I would like to achieve? So it it was just a short uh, uh, version of the way you work and it's truly helpful and I would like people to to really know that so thank you thank you for that thank uh, you and you just brought up something important that I would love to just articulate as well which is mm -hmm. when you have that vision narrative you know as the leader that's a reminder for you of where I'm headed but mm -hmm. when you have a team or you're building a team mm -hmm. sharing that vision narrative with them is so mm -hmm. powerful because mm -hmm. they can think of ways to help you get there that you're not even thinking of right so okay. yeah so i love that and actually before we end i should probably i have a workbook on my website that's specifically around that visioning um exercise mm -hmm. and so i'd love to offer that to your listeners as a free wonderful gift. wonderful we'll share the link uh i i truly enjoyed what you showed us in a very short workshop so any kind of of material which can help anyone in my audience is is really really welcome so you will send me the link and we will share um when we talk about actions uh what is the most important action that a business leader needs to take if we can narrow that to to one the most important yeah, well, and I might offer two or three because we've already actually talked about the <laughs> first one, right? <laughs> the first one is having a vision. So mm -hmm. if you are the CEO, the ultimate leader of your business, you are, it's your responsibility. It's actually um, the role of a CEO to have a vision of where you're taking that Mm -hmm. um, organization. If mm -hmm. you're a leader that falls, you know, within, uh, you know, you're a manager in an organization, mm -hmm. it's your responsibility to take that vision and articulate it to your employees. But mm -hmm. even more than that, we talked about goals, right? You have to have annual goals that, that are going to move the business. And those two should be cascaded through the organization mm -hmm. so that everybody knows what their role is in achieving those goals and moving toward that vision. And so those, to me, are the most important things that a leader can do. And it's, Catherine, you'd be surprised how often those things don't happen or they happen in a way that doesn't, uh, without intention, right? So they, they don't get the attention and therefore the intention of having them is not <laughs> realized, right? Because it's like, oh, we do this goal setting thing every year, create your own goals. No, 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 we have to talk about it. It has to be 
visible. We need to be talking about how we are doing according to that vision and according to that goals, at least monthly, if not weekly. I mean, it just needs to be part of our everyday conversation. Mm -hmm. And in so many organizations, it's not. I actually listened to one of your interviews and uh, I was surprised with the answer you gave. Uh, there, there are a lot of organizations which actually do the strategic planning planning, and they have all of this and then they keep it in the drawer. Uh, I, I can't even imagine that happening, but it, it was it was one of the, the topics you actually touched in, in the interview. Uh, so based on your experience until now, um, the organizations and corporations which are successful and those which are not, uh, mm-hmm. how that uh, like planning and goal setting and actually, uh, you know, I worked in corporation like 15 years and it was never clear clear to me like what exactly is the goal and why we are doing something because yeah. that information didn't even came to me. Right. What do you think about that? I don't feel that's that's a good way to to grow the business, but what really happens there and how you can help with that? Yeah, thank you. You know, um, I read a, a Harvard Business Review journal article um, a bit ago when I was doing some research on goals mm-hmm. and. It was interesting that this particular article said 95% of an organization's employees have no idea what the goals are in the, exactly. in the company. <laughs> exactly. 95%. So that alone kind of gives us the answer, right? You know, we have to be, you can't over communicate what we do, why we do it, and where we're headed. And um, so that's really the message for leaders is communication and then tying um perform, you know, we all do performance reviews in corporations, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. tying those performance reviews, not just to, was I a nice person? Did I provide good customer service? Did I come to work every day? But how did I help the company achieve certain goals that I can impact Mm -hmm. and, and really rate people on things that um, help move the company forward? So, Mm -hmm. so I think that is, um, you know, absolutely. And it's kind of akin to what you just said about, um, the worst performers are the ones that put the the strategic plan in the drawer or put it on a binder on the shelf. Um, we have to be talking about it. it has to have visibility in our company each and every day. So every staff meeting should be focused on something related to it. I mean, you don't have to beat it into people, but you should be talking about it enough to where mm-hmm. me as an employee, I know exactly where the organization's headed. And I also know my role in the organization's success. Mm. I couldn't agree more. And the alignment of our personal goals and the goals of the corporation are very important if if we want really to get there. My experience was like, I just, you know, I do my job, I get my task, I, I just, and then at, at the, I don't know, quarter or uh, mid-year or at the end of the year, we see some kind of results, but we didn't really know uh, you know, what is the goal and, and, and how we can give our best to, to really achieve that. And I, I think that's that's really missing. And on the other side, there are companies which really focus on planning and setting goals and all of that, but they lack execution, like implementation of all of that and, and not actually get where they want to go. So how you can help them when they actually set the goals and they know what they want to do, but fail or uh, in in implementation 
Yeah. The biggest, one of the biggest things I try to do when I work with the corporation around their strategic plan or their goals is I uh, really try to help them get very specific on metrics. So Mm -hmm. how are they going to measure their success on these goals? Mm -hmm. Um, There's another thing that I like to say is uh, true in corporation, what gets measured matters, right? Mm -hmm. And so we should have scorecards or um, that easily in a glance show how we're doing on our metrics that relate to our most important goals. Mm -hmm. And, and I'll take that a step further. I feel like each leader should um, have responsibility for one or more metrics that relate to their position and should be measured on those, not just in their performance review, Mm -hmm. but honestly on a week to week or, or month to month basis and having that accountability um, is really important. So, uh, you know, so I would say scorecards, accountability, which is, you know, making, managing to those metrics. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, um, you know, just, um, yeah, I think those are really the two kind of important things. Well, and I guess the third thing that goes along with that is being willing to take the right action if the accountability isn't there, right? And that's Mm -hmm. another key thing I see probably a little too often in the corporate field is that. Uh, we know we have a weak link in the chain mm-hmm. um, or that a person is on the wrong seat on the bus. Maybe they're a great employee, but they're just not in the right role. Mm-hmm. And we fail to take action fast enough to make a difference. So all those things are so important to execution. And honestly, from the employee perspective, I know mm-hmm. as a leader, it's hard to do all those things mm-hmm. I, because I've been there for years. But on the employee side, if if I'm being accountable, but... Mm-hmm my manager isn't holding the person who works in the next office to the same level of accountability, mm-hmm. that's demo- demotivating. And exactly. that ruins my engagement, right? Exactly. So, um, and then when also when we all have to deal with poor performers on our team, because leadership isn't taking the responsibility to, to do something about that performance, mm-hmm. also demotivating. So, so for all concerned, let's just fix these problems and and be good executors exactly exactly it was like you know it was like i was in a time machine you know today i published something about the time machine but <laughs> like i went back to it and, and exactly what you said i just lived that and it doesn't feel well when you give the best of yourself and you know it just doesn't fit maybe maybe you're doing something which is not in alignment with what you can do the best or there are so many little things in the corporation which can be which can actually be done better and this is this is why I think your your work is so important because if we don't know where we go if we don't know our strategy if we don't know our goals how we're going to achieve that like you mentioned traveling or sports, for example, every team player in the sport knows exactly what they need to do and how to get the team there, right? So that's yes. that's, that's such powerful, powerful uh, metaphor. But you switched from corporation to to being a consultant now, and uh, what was your biggest surprise when you when you changed uh, the environment and the way you work? Well, um, the biggest surprise as I went into corporations is, you know, kind of what we have, I've mentioned it, right? It's just that um, strategy, which is, you know, my, my love um, doesn't have the visibility that it needs in the majority of the organizations that I work with. And so it's, it's, um, 
I, I, you, I say it hurts my heart, right? I go in and the strategy's in the drawer and I'm like, okay, why, why is this not working for us? Because, and, and I think it's because strategy is kind of this mystery thing, right? And, and we don't take the time to explain what it is to our employees or why it helps us, right? And it's all about that, you know, having the destination and, and, and getting people excited about where the organization is headed and how they can be a part of it. So, so I think that's the biggest surprise that I have when I work with um, corporations. And another one that I will say that is a little too common, not as common, is um, not having clear metrics, um, right? So everybody, every organization looks at their financials. So you see the balance statement and the income yes. statement every <laughs> month, right? Yes. And, and that is an important, those are important things mm-hmm. to look at. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, they should be linked to your strategic plan, by the way, which is another problem. But the, just the overall, like, how are we doing on our goals or how are we doing on our key metrics beyond our profitability, beyond, you know, um, revenue versus budget and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of organizations that either don't, leaders that don't value the numbers or they're afraid of the numbers. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, I hate to say that, but there's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't like getting on the scale in the morning. Um, and I certainly don't do it every day, but I try to do it once a week because I know if I don't, whew, you know, all mm-hmm. hell's going to break loose. So I, I, same thing as looking at the right metrics in your business. You have to do it even when it's uncomfortable. Mm. I never thought about it. It just didn't came to my mind. Like, I love numbers and I need to know how things are going. And now when you mentioned, absolutely, finances needs to be connected to the strategic plan. How how else we would know, like, one of the most important elements of our business is it is it really working or not right especially in the huge corporations where there are so many transactions and all of that like that's that's the core part of of business growth now when you when you mentioned that what would be like number one obstacle of all of these things we mentioned maybe we didn't even mention this one when it comes to actually a leader being there and limiting their own success um That's a great question uh, because it's um, they all kind of cascade into one another. But I guess I would say if the vision and goals aren't um, there and articulated, like Mm -hmm. the communicate, the communication of it, even if you didn't measure it right, you know, Mm -hmm. you would get your organization further faster if you as a leader said, here's where we're headed. Let's go jump on this bus. And you, and you kept it front of mind with, you know, talking about it a lot. So communication Mm -hmm. of that vision and goals, I think is probably uh, potentially the number one obstacle, because if that doesn't happen, nothing else happens. Mm. And it's so true. It's so true because if we don't communicate and don't understand what we have to do, how we are going to achieve what we need to achieve, right? It yeah. sounds simple, but it's actually much more complex in, in the large corporations where there are a lot of people, a lot of levels of management and executives and all of that. So it's not so so simple as it sounds, but it is possible to be achieved. Well, uh, mm-hmm. Well, I was just going to say, our employees aren't mind readers, right? So just think about things that happen Please. in your own house, right? If you need your husband to take the trash out or to run an errand for you, he can't read your mind. You're going to ask yeah. him. Exactly. <laughs> so, so why are we not talking about our employee, talking to our employees about the most important things in our business? 
Exactly. And I was surprised, you know, working with with uh, business owners, um, they actually don't, many of them don't, don't have an idea or if I may say a clue that their employees need to know the goals, the strategy. Uh, they just think like, you know, the top management needs to know that. And the, the people who are working there are just there to do their job. But I think that people need much more and that they can achieve more if we share with them our core values, our vision. They, they can feel like a part of a system of a family and they will they will give more from themselves. So I think that's that's important. But what's the common, right? What's the common <laughs> mistake that, that leaders actually uh, um, do uh, when it comes to, to business growth? What's one, like what is the most when- common mistake? Yeah, um, I would say they're slow to react, mm. right? And and we don't want to be too fast to react. So it's absolutely a balancing act. But we talked about, you know, when we have a uh, poor performer, mm-hmm. um, it's it's hard to work on that. But maybe it's a training issue. Maybe it's a, um, they're just in the wrong seat on the bus. Or mm. maybe they need to leave the organization. But mm-hmm. You know, whatever the action is that needs to be taken, uh, we need to take that. If we know that a certain area of operations of business, for example, isn't functioning um, in the efficient or effective way that we need it to, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. let's address that. I mean, it just amazes me how long it takes sometimes to make decisions that um, if we were um, in, you know, a Fortune 500 company, the delay may not be there, right? They may be a little bit more quick at taking action. So I was just take, I was just telling somebody about um, a de-identified company that I was working with that had mostly through the pandemic had moved to um, a work from home environment. Mm-hmm. And so they had at one point they were busting at the seams in terms of needing office space. They had two office spaces, one they owned, one they were leasing for $10,000 a month. Now, this company is a nonprofit. So $10,000 a month is $120,000 a year, which was, you know, a chunk of their budget. Mm -hmm. And so the process, because everyone had started to work from home, they could easily downsize just to their owned building and get rid of that lease. Mm -hmm. Um, to this was, you know, talking about this um, almost 20, 24 months ago, and they still have that lease space. They haven't made that decision. And it was, you know, it's, yeah, so it seemed like an easy decision. So um, will it be difficult? Yes. Do we have to deal with all the files and all the stuff we own? Yes. Do we have to make sure our employees know that where they can come in and work in our um, other building? Absolutely. I mean, lots of steps, but they're all manageable. So why are we wasting time and wasting money that just, um, yeah. So that speed of execution, I guess, is my, uh, the biggest mistake. It's a great example. I actually never thought about it, but now when you mentioned it, yeah, absolutely. Especially in the example which you just shared with us. But um, uh, um, now you mentioned pandemics and how things change and people working from home and maybe the hybrid way of working now everywhere. Like some companies kept uh, uh, people working from home uh, I know Elon Musk bought Twitter and he said everyone comes back to the office, for example. Uh, is it more challenging, uh, 
than before. Now, when we have a hybrid way of actually working, uh, I guess it is. But yeah. uh, as a business leader, what what someone should do and or how to to like we had a strategic plan which was like five or ten years. COVID hit, everything changed. Uh, people started working from home. They maybe were not delivering what they were supposed to, right? How we can pivot from from that like usual way of doing business to this hybrid now as less painful as possible, if I may say so. Right, right. Well, one of the things that was positive about the pandemic is that um, especially um, I live in Arizona in the United States, and we have a huge growing population and huge labor shortages in many areas in the businesses where I work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so while um, remote work can't help a frontline worker when you need a face-to-face person, as you do in healthcare and senior living, it mm-hmm. can, um, you know, you can source labor from all over the globe for um, back um, back of the house positions, mm-hmm. right? Um, or or positions that are more administrative. So that's a positive when you're in a labor shortage, right? Mm-hmm. But the we need all kinds of strategies to adapt to this hybrid uh, work place um, because our employees are, um, you know, they're unmotivated, they're not engaged, we're mm-hmm. not communicating to them enough, right? Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, let's focus on communication, because we've talked about that a lot. We need weekly meetings with our teams, so mm-hmm. they still operate as a team, and we're talking through all the things we've talked about, you know, what are we working on, what's everybody's role. We also need regular one-on-one meetings with each employee, so we can find out, you know, what's going on with them. I mean, not just about their performance and about their projects, mm-hmm. but really taking time to say, how you doing? Are you okay? How's your family? Um, because when we can't eyeball them, we can't necessarily um, understand what's going on in their world or how we can support them as leaders. Mm-hmm. So that's communication. But then, you know, on the engagement and motivation, it's about all the things that we've talked about also, which is, you know, involving them in bigger decisions and making sure that they don't just feel like a number. Um and I, I know this won't be popular with some, but when we come on Zoom meetings, everybody has their camera on. How can you engage with a, a blank screen? You know, that's not mm-hmm. um, so. So mm-hmm. there's some certain strategies. And then to the extent possible, if you are um, hybrid, but in one lo- you know, one uh, geographic area, bringing people together every so often, at least to mm-hmm. have lunch together and have some fun. Right. Fun's a big thing I think we missed when we moved into, um, well, we had fun with Zoom in the beginning, and then I think everybody's like, okay, no more Zoom happy hours, no more trivia contests, (laughs) right? (laughs) But let's get back to the fun. (laughs) So true. You are such a gem. I I really love, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, I love your energy. I love the way you deliver things. I love the way you communicate and everything that you do, really. I believe that people like you can truly make a difference because you are not, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, like only mind focused, you are your heart open too. And you approach to everyone and everything that is my personal opinion as a real human being. And I'm I'm very, very grateful that we met and that we crossed paths. But if someone would like to work with you, uh, what are the best ways, how they can find you, how they can reach out to you? 
Yeah. Oh, thank you. So first is going to be my website, which is um, peak to profit dot com. Mm -hmm. And you can there's a link right on the front page to schedule a free time to connect. Um, and then the other place that I um, hang out a lot is on LinkedIn, which is um, where we met. And um, so my profile is LinkedIn slash in slash Jennifer Drago. And you can find me there. And um, of course, always message me. So I would love to connect with um, any of your listeners who like this content, this is the type of content that I produce um, on a daily basis and uh, love to just connect with you. Thank you so much, Jen, for being my guest. I truly enjoyed it and I hope you did too. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. Uh, talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.